Welcome back, everybody, to the Toro Cigar Lounge podcast. I'm your host, Mike Glover, a.k.a. 757 Cigar Mike. Stay tuned today. You're not going to want to miss this episode. Today, we're busting cigar myths. Something you've heard that you probably heard wrong. Stay tuned. We'll be right back. In a world desperate to separate us by our differences, there's still a place where you can go where all are welcome. The Cigar Lounge. Welcome to the Toro Cigar Lounge Podcast. All right, everybody, welcome back. Again, I'm your host, Mike Glover, a.k.a. 757 Cigar Mike, and today I am smoking Black Label Trading Company Last Rites. What are you smoking over there, Ken? I am Ken. You can follow me at Ken Blue Smoke on Instagram. I have a Founders Dual Wrap. It's my go-to cigar. I tend to smoke these because I have a boatload of them. I bought a boatload of them because I love them. Wow, good good endorsement there. Yeah. How about you, Jake? <laughs> uh, let's see. Today I've got the Stolen Thrones Yorktown Fleet that they just released this year. Oh, yeah. I love this cigar. It's very rapidly becoming something that I want to smoke daily. Uh, it'll probably be knocking some other stuff off the list shortly. Yeah, wow. this, the Yorktown Fleet and the um, Stolen... The, what's Three it? Kingdoms. The Not the Three arms. Kingdoms, the the one that we can't the freaking crook get. The, the Crook of the Crown. Crook of the, crook crown. Of the crown. That's my favorite. Yeah. Knock my socks off. That's my yep. favorite. And so, so, so today, myths. Cigar myths. There's a lot of them out there, guys. There is a lot of them. We're going to address a couple of them. By no means do we have enough time to go through them all. Right. We'll we're, probably do another session. We'll do another episode uh, with some more. But today we're talking about some interesting ones. And some crazy ones and some funny ones. And some virgin women. And some virgin women. This is a not safe for work edition podcast, by the way. So if you're listening in your car with your kids, you probably want to change the channel real quick before we get into this. But we're going to get it right to the very first cigar myth. The very first cigar myth is Cuban cigars are rolled on the thighs of naked virgins. I don't think it's naked virgins. It's, it, I think it is it's regular virgins. virgins. No, no, it's, it's naked virgins. Is it naked virgins? It's naked virgins. So, one, I just have to ask, where do they roll cigars that way? I'm asking for a friend. <laughs> <laughs> and two, Cuba. is it true or false? It's Cuba. That's it's where. It's in Cuba. Okay. It's Cuba, where you can't visit. Where we can't visit. Right. And is it true or false? You can visit Cuba if you want to. You may not come back. You might not come back. I think it's false. I, I, that's, I mean, that doesn't sound like a good job for a virgin. There's a lot of other jobs out there. <laughs> <laughs> it's a low effort job. If I mean, but you know, it's awkward. I'm, I'm well, assuming. I mean, have you ever seen them roll a cigar? Like, like the process. I want to know how. Let's just how you're actually going to get the wrapper and the binder and the filler all lined up so that you can roll it on a thigh. On a thigh. Horizontally. Right. There's a lot of cutting involved, too. I mean, yeah, that, there's that, a that, lot of cutting and knives. That just sounds like a bad plan. Yeah. That myth, guys. False. False. That sounds like a, an advertising campaign. Yeah, I mean, exactly. It does. It sounds like it's somebody's advertising campaign for yeah. sure. 100% false. And if you want to prove us wrong, photos or it didn't happen. <laughs> <laughs> no, don't send me photos. <laughs> do not do that. That part's getting edited out. <laughs> yeah, because I can see Ted sending us that photo. 
Okay, so since they're not rolled on the thighs of naked virgins, the next myth plays right into this plays right into the next myth. Cuban cigars are the best in the world. True or false? Honestly, I've smoked probably my share of Cubans. I would say that. Uh, lots of different ones. And just from my experiences, I would say there's a lot better cigars coming out of the Dominican and Nicaragua than Cuban has a chance to drop. Now, today, in today's world. Right. In today's market, as of now. Now, maybe... 30 years ago, 40 years ago, that was a different stance. But I'm talking today, I could not, that's not true. I could name one Cuban cigar that I would put up against other cigars, but it would still not win. I enjoy it. It's a good cigar, yeah. but it is not as good as the stuff coming out of Dominican, Dominican and is Nicaragua. It, is it Cohiba? It is not. No. Is it uh, the Hoya Romeo number two. Juliet? Ho- Hoya number two. Oh, okay. Well, I can say this. Uh, I, I mean, I can't speak for the cigars way back in the day. I think it was true at some point that the best cigars were Cuban cigars. But uh, in my trips overseas, I got to smoke a few Cuban cigars. There was something there was something magical about them. I, I think personally, just having being a new smoker at the time, I thought, wow, there is something to these. But you know, as I as I continued to smoke a variety of cigars, I realized. That yes, there was something to these, but there's something to a lot of different cigars. And plus, nearly everybody who knew anything about cigars in Cuba has left. Yeah, they moved. They've all left. They've all gone to Dominican Republic or Nicaraguan. They've left Cuba. And the other thing is, Cuba's Cuba's behind the times on agricultural technology. They have not kept up with the crop rotations and taking care of the soil the way that they needed to in order to maintain that supremacy. And I think it actually goes back further than 20 or 30 years. I think it goes back to the 50s and 60s, which would put it around 50 or 60 years ago or longer, where they were, you know, the top of the food chain for cigars, when their soil was in good shape, and they did have the master blenders and growers and... But it's, it's no longer true, right? But there, there's been a renaissance in, in growing. I mean, even we've even seen this, not personally, but um, we've seen this. Everybody knows that the, that the um, cannabis that is smoked today is, is worlds away from what it was smoked in the 50s and 60s and earlier. And the same similar things have happened in the tobacco industry. Right. The industry has moved way beyond that. And I personally look forward to the uh, cigar gummies of the future. <laughs> Okay, I'm uh, I'm alone on that one. Yeah, no, yeah, yeah. I'm sorry. I like my cigar and my mood and yeah. my relaxation. I think I'm gonna give you a crickets on that one. Bro. Uh, yeah. So okay, so the next myth. So that one's busted. The best cigars are not coming out of Cuba. So that's two busts. Two busts. We're like ten minutes into this thing. We already gone through two. Yeah, We've we got enough of them. All right. Okay, ahead. so this is the one. This is probably my one of my favorites. You hear people think, okay, they pick up a cigar. And because it has a dark, dark wrapper, it means it's stronger. Because it has a light wrapper, it means it's weak. And while there's some truth to that, I would say, a lot of times, because when they're blending and building the cigar with the wrapper, the binder, the filler, they're, you know, they're making stuff consistent with tasting notes and what complements each other. It is a general rule of thumb. It's a, but it is not a true statement. It, it is not, it's not a always safe, true. No, 
I've smoked some dark wrappered cigars that would be considered mild, and I've smoked some Connecticut wrapper cigars that would be considered full body with full flavor. So I don't think you can just have a hard, fast rule that the darker the wrapper, the stronger the cigar. No, it, it, it's a general rule, but not a hard, fast rule. Therefore, I think that's a bust also. Yeah, because, I mean, if you look at even Maduro wrappers or, you know, you can have a, a medium Maduro and you can have a full body Maduro with the same wrapper, but it's the insides that made the difference between medium to full body. Yes. So I don't think it's a safe bet, Just as, especially if you're a new cigar smoker. Don't always assume that just that lighter colored wrapper is safe. Right. Just a spoiler alert for you, Mike. The whole podcast is us busting myths, so they're all going to be busted. Except for the Kennedy one. That's the only one that's... Kennedy did load up on Cuban cigars before the embargo, but... Uh, that's not on the list. It's, oh, all right. Go, go ahead. Continue. <laughs> Whatever you guys are doing. I don't know. So Ken already started drinking some wine. So, <laughs> so he's over there happy. So the next one, Mike. You should lick the entire cigar before you light it. So, just to show everybody how this works, we brought Ken a special cigar to show us how to lick the entire cigar. I'm looking forward to this cigar. I should try my best to smoke the entire thing. So, here is a Lunatic 10 by 100. Now, what does that mean? What does 10 by 100 mean? So, it is 10 inches long. 10 inches long. I'm familiar with that. <laughs> In your dreams. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I'm very familiar with the length of 10 inches anyway. 100, 100 millimeters round. This cigar, well, it's like holding a penis in your hand. Oh, my A very goodness. large, dark-colored penis in your hand. It's like an old-school... So, Ken, uh, if you were going to lick this whole cigar, that'd almost be like giving the cigar a BJ at that why point. Why did we... <laughs> You're the one that said you were familiar with 10 with by 10 100. Inch, 10 by 100. So <laughs> the reason people lick the cigar is to make it burn a little slower. But it's completely unnecessary, and it looks ridiculous. And, and if you you're licking like a, a cigar you this it. big in a lounge, expect people to make fun of you. Oh, yeah, absolutely. <laughs> we're going to laugh at you. We're going to make fun of you. I mean, I'm going to ask you if you're practicing for prison or something. Well, <laughs> you're definitely sending it out a vibe if you're, if you're sitting there smoking that cigar. That's for sure. Yeah, smoking it, licking it, doesn't matter. Doesn't matter. You're going to catch some shit in a lounge for sure if you break out a 10 by 100. But do you need to lick a cigar to enjoy it? No. Absolutely not. And especially, if don't lick the cigar and then ask somebody to borrow their cutter. That's just freaking nasty. Yeah. You notice I caught myself there? Yeah. Went to freaking it was not. (laughs) I mean, you already said blowjob, so (laughs) might as well don't don't lick your fucking cigar. Well, I mean, when you're talking about a 10 by 100 cigar, what do you you say? You're not smoking that at that point. No. I mean, you're sucking on it. I mean, mean, maybe we need Monica Lewinsky to, like, you know, clarify (laughs) the difference here. Mm, And see, you know, we always go one step too far. It's always one. This is going to be in the restricted 18 <laughs> and above group at this point. It oh, already my is. Word. It's cigars. It's already. You, you, if you're under the age of 18, you shouldn't be watching the show anyway. Right. And YouTube's already going to stick the rule on there, so we might as well say whatever we want to say because, well, it's going to happen. I, but uh, now my question is, though, that cigar, I wonder how many hours it would take to smoke a 10 by 100. 
Yeah, it looks like a weekend. It's got to gotta be two and a half, three hours. Easy. Easy. Like, I don't even want to know how long that takes. And uh, here's my other question. Are you going to get Lockjar or TMJ from it? Didn't we, didn't we have a VOTO member do that, smoke that one? We had, no, they, had, they smoked one similar. They did it in like two hours, but they actually stopped at the bottom third. They didn't finish the last third. So, but I would like, think your jaw would start hurting at some point, <laughs> just drawing on that cigar that long. You know, I mean, you're sitting there going, yeah. Yeah, I mean, come up for air. Yeah, you need a whole lot of vacuum power there. <laughs> <laughs> it's a it's a gimmick, but it's an interesting gimmick. It's a fun gimmick. Ken's actually going to smoke this one. We actually have uh, our Veterans Day event coming up in the near future. I'm going to give it my best. It'll probably be a, start it before it starts and finish it off before after it ends. Some, something like that. It'd be like a YouTube challenge or something. <laughs> Yeah, so we're we're excited to see Ken be uh, even more familiar with ten inches after <laughs> <Right>. the event. <laughs> and I promise nobody will make fun of him. It's just a group of veterans and some guy smoking a ten inch, some guy, dark, phallic symboled cigar. <laughs> we knew I I gave you a family warning when we started this episode. So if you're still listening. <laughs> Good on you. Yeah. So bless you. I said, um, let's let's move on here. Let's move. We've on. digressed. We, digressed is somewhere back there. I don't know what's after digress. We went off the train tracks. But, okay. So the next one is white. Like, does a cigar have to have white ash to mean it's good? No. Does the, white the ash- myth? The myth is a perfectly white ash means it's a it's a good cigar. Right. What does it mean? Well, so there's a lot of things that are going to fall into the color of the ash. And while I do believe it means the lighter colored ash does mean there's a lot, it's a lot better tobacco because it's gotten rid of imperfections, right? In the tobacco from the soil, right? Because when the tobacco grows, it pulls nutrients from the soil. Therefore, it's pulling all the different vitamins and minerals and everything it needs. But then during the fermentation process and the aging process, those get brought back down and dissipate. So while I do think it means the lighter ash does mean you have better tobacco, it doesn't really mean anything based on the construction. Right. Now, that being said, you'll see these guys that can get the, you know, they can smoke the whole cigar with the ash holding on. That's a construction piece, right? When you can smoke a cigar and the ash doesn't fall in your lap or down your shirt or in your lap. Like, this is this is already shaping up to be good ash. Right. You can see it in my black shirt there, but it's about an inch already. Good, solid. looks like a stack of dimes. Call it a stack of dimes. It looks like dimes stacked up uh, on top of each other. And that's construction. That's a good good quality construction cigar. Good job, Black Label Trading Company. The leaf veins are all heading in the right direction, and they're giving you that structure, and it's hanging on to the ash. But that's that's a construction issue for the ash, not necessarily the color of the ash. Right. You know, the color of the ash from everything I've read and believe is more from, like I said, the minerals, what's in this stuff and how it's been, how that tobacco has been treated and fermented to get all those imperfections out. Because I don't know if you know, you walk into a fermentation house and it smells like an ammonia bomb because of everything going off. Yep. That's, you know, that's going to play more into the color than any, any place where, where there's fermentation going on, it's going to smell like 
uh, ammonia. Yeah. But I think I think where it comes from is you, you tend to get a good ash on a good cigar. Right. You tend to get that long white ash. It tends to burn well. So it's kind of true, but it's not always true. It's one of those one of those things. Right. Yeah. There's definitely some truth to it, but it, just because the color of the ash does not mean it was constructed well. Right. It just means they did the right job on the tobacco. You get the nice stack of dime ash. Now you're talking construction. Very good. So, again, another myth. Busted. 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 Okay, so now the next myth. Um, the more you pay for a cigar, the better the cigar is. This is this is a this is one of my favorite myths because uh, early on in my smoking career, I I definitely believe this. You know, you walk into a humidor sure. at your local shop, you see top shelf cigars, 18, 20, 25, 30 dollars. That must be a great cigar. Pick it off the shelf, go in and smoke it. It's not a bad cigar. There's nothing wrong with it. I'm sure for that kind of money, you're probably buying a decent cigar. But it doesn't always indicate the you know that it's better than a cheaper cigar. I've had a $4 cigar that's been phenomenal, and I've had a $30 cigar that I wouldn't smoke again. Well, so here's one. So when I first started smoking cigars, I thought money made this made the price of the cigar. So I actually had, you know, my desktop humidor that sits there with the glass top on my desk. That was full of Davidoffs. Mm-hmm. I had over 60 Davidoffs in it. I never finished them all. I started smoking other stuff. People started giving me better cigars. Lots of them boutique brands. Actually, Stolen Thrones was one of them. Uh, Founders Cigars, Caldwell's. I started smoking all these other cigars that were $8, 10 $12, $14. And was like, why am I smoking all these? And then... The one thing that happens, and it can happen with any cigar, guys. So this isn't like, I'm not taking shots at Davidoff. But you get a cigar that was, maybe wasn't aged properly, whatever. You get very unpleasant tasting notes out of that cigar. Turned me off at Davidoff's when I had about 35 Davidoff's left. I boxed them all up and sent them to one guy that I knew loved Davidoff's. You know, now, and if you know, Davidoff's are $20, $30, $40 cigars. So it wasn't a cheap thing to just dump. But I got one that tasted bad, and ever since then, every Davidoff I've lit, that is what I think of. And I've never smoked another Davidoff. Well, I can say, I, I love Davidoff. I, I look for them when I'm um, out in the world. I know they're going to give me a fantastic cigar. And to me, I, I, haven't, I haven't really bought the, the pricier end of it. I've brought more the, the, the medium end of the Davidoff cigars, and they've always been rock solid, definitely a go-to. But um, I, I definitely share the idea that that paying more is equal to a better cigar because we're in a, like a renaissance of tobacco right now. And, and people can get their hands on uh, – the, some of the small producers can get their hands on the best tobacco. Right. And, and they can make a fantastic cigar that challenges any cigar for – and they, they don't necessarily have to charge – uh, the highest price so it's it's a great time to be a cigar smoker right now i'll say this there's only one cigar currently that i would pay more than 30 dollars for actually technically i guess it's two but it's from the same company share padrone 64s and 26s yeah i i i i'm gonna lean on that i've i've worked my way through most of the davidoff line I still haven't found one yet that I'm like, wow, 
this was a great cigar. And the very first Padron 1964 Maduro I had, perfect. Yep. In every way. Construction, flavor, smoke production. Just everything about it was just perfect. They're extremely creamy. Creamy. That's the only cigar I think out there that is worth over $30 for. Yeah. I, I'm I'm kind of leaning towards that, too. I'm sure there's some other ones out there. Um, I don't know. I mean, I've smoked Byron's. Those are $50, $60 cigars. I've smoked Atabay's. Yeah. And I'll say this. I'll say this here, and I know people will lynch me for it. The Atabay's I smoked, and I've smoked three different ones, are some of the worst cigars I've smoked. How much are the Basins, the Amazon Basins? They thirty? No. When I when we pick them up or at the shop, they're fifteen to eighteen bucks. Still pretty pricey for a cigar. Still pretty pricey. I think I think a lot of people the reality is I think you can stay at that eight to twelve dollar range and smoke some of the best tobacco out there, smoke some of the best cigars out there without ever having to break twelve bucks. Oh, I agree with that. So yeah. this 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 so, particular myth is is a good one to throw out to our listeners <clears throat> for your experience for your personal experience when you paid more did you get more and let's go the both ways what's the best low price cigars that you've smoked that can can compete with any um high price cigar and what's the best high price cigar you smoked that can blow anything out of the water well yeah. okay ken so if we're gonna ask our listeners i think it's only fair if we answer the question too so what's your what's your best low price cigar that can compete, and what's your favorite high end cigar? Um, oh man, you're putting me on the spot with these details and and whatnot. Let's see what what was I smoking when I was out of town? I, I showed you a picture of them. I was uh, I'm gonna I'm gonna mess up the name. I bought <clears throat> I bought a bundle to to last me a week, and these were these were um, uh, economy cigars and. I enjoyed every one of them. There were some some construction issues on a couple of them, but I enjoyed each one of them. The name is not coming to me at the moment, but but they were worth the price. I mean, I, I paid fifty bucks for a freaking bundle. Factory smoke? Yeah, it was a factory smoke. It it was, may have been a factory smoke. It was. I remember. Okay. Well, I was searching for the name. Jake pulled it for me. All right. So those I didn't go wrong with those. You know, spending that money. Having those cigars ready for me, I was out of town. I had limited amount of ability to get cigars. Now, um, let's see on the on the upper end. On the upper end, I I think I bought a particular Davidoff in Massachusetts, and it came in its own little silver uh, container, and it it had massive flavor. I, I can't remember the specifics of it right now. But um, that Davidoff was definitely worth. Uh, I think I paid thirty five, forty bucks for it. Also, I was in Singapore at one point. I bought a couple of Cubans, and when I smoked those, I think I because of the tax really is what it was. <laughs> I paid fifty bucks a piece for them. Um, I think I mentally wanted to enjoy those more than anything else. <laughs> right? Yeah, you should that kind of. Yeah. Okay, Mike, what's your top and bottom? I think the uh, my favorite economy economy stick I think would be. Um, the Fuerte Libre Sun Country. Huh? That is uh that's a great stick. I think it's about four bucks, uh, four and a half to four and a half dollars. That's a great stick. I love that one. It it's is really, really a good cigar for the value. 
And my favorite high-end stick would be the Padron 1964 Maduro. My, and I, I'm going to throw, you know, not to throw anybody under the bus, any particular under the bus, but my least favorite high-end stick, because I think we should do that too, okay. is the Opus X line. Okay, I, let's make some enemies. Oh, good. <laughs> good job, hey, Mike. I, I've just I've been through that line. You know, not all of it. I haven't had every Opus X yet. I just can't find anything yet that that satisfies my palate. That's for probably that kind the of money. most popular cigar on the planet, and you're going to say you don't like. So it. here's the thing with that, though, Ken. It is also probably one of the best marketed cigars on the planet, right? True. Now true. I've smoked. I think all that you can get in the Opus X series currently in the last couple of years, I've smoked everything that's there. I I'll tell you this. They're not worth the money. I hate to say that, but you're buying a brand. You're buying a label. You're buying, you're buying a concept. You're buying marketing, you know, now my favorite cheap stick discount stick under $8 stick actually is a house stick currently from Willie's cigars that is my that row that's rolled rolled specially for him for Rojas and she's okay I was gonna write that and uh what were you saying that's currently my favorite low-end stick they're about seven dollars a stick they're great I've smoked bundles of them never had an issue uh as far as my favorite high-end stick it's got to be Padron 64 Maduros. And I'm not even a big and Maduro he, guy. And, and he is not a Maduro that, guy. That cigar, to me, is like smoking a Reese's peanut butter cup. <laughs> it is chocolatey. It's nutty. It's creamy. You know, that is a... But again, that's not a cigar I smoke that often. You know, now if we want to say, you know, what's my favorite $10 sticks? You know, I've got those too, you know. I yeah, mean, there's, there's a whole world of $10 There's a whole world sticks. of $10 sticks. And these guys have most of the best ones out there for that 10 to $12 range. We try. You, you want to you smoke a great Habano? Find a $10 Habano. You want to smoke a great Maduro? A Maduro, do it. I don't care. Family by Loyalty, Founders, uh, Warfighter, Hoot and Young. Oveo Negro. Oveo Negro. GTO Cigars. You know? I mean, that's the thing. It's like all of those right there are that around that $10 range, and you couldn't go wrong. I well, agree. You know, we run into that problem. I, I get a lot of, of, of our prospective customers talking to me saying, I looked on your site, and I didn't recognize, I mean, I didn't recognize any of the things that you offer. And I'm like, well, have you ever smoked anything other than a Padermo? I mean, what? <laughs> what these, these are pretty popular cigars for you not to recognize them and be a cigar smoker. So... I just want to say, I mean, we, we carry some 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 really good stuff. Yeah. And if you don't recognize it, give it a shot. I mean. Yeah, yeah I will say that there's more, especially now since you guys started the sample packs. So I'm, I'll go off on a tangent for a sec. More and more guys are buying your guys' sample packs. And I've heard over and over in the cigar clubs, on cigar calls, DMs on Instagram that people hit me up talking about how happy they were that they bought a sample pack because they recognized two or three of the cigars in it and they took a chance on the others and love they've been blown away they love them they found new daily cigars to smoke so if you guys haven't bought sample packs from toro go do it 
I back these guys for a reason. I don't just sit here because I have nothing better to do. I support Mike and Ken 100%. But do you have something better to do? I, I think Morgan would would think you had something better. <laughs> I'm, sure, I'm sure there's a list of chores around my house that we could be getting Hi, done. Hi, Morgan. But I do, I do it because they actually care. They're actually taking the time to find the right cigars. Try a sample pack. If you truly hate every cigar in it, let me know. We'll work something out. Yeah, the five packs are the way to buy cigars. In my opinion, it's something that's coming up that I think a lot of people are doing right now. We are doing it because it's a freaking good idea. You buy a five pack. It's an economical way to buy cigars. It's better than a box sometimes. Especially if you've never had one of those before. Right. Unless you're locked into a particular cigar and you want to buy a couple of boxes, great. But if you're trying to explore and trying to find that go-to or trying to find something... You know, a little bit different. Five packs is a way to find that out. Yeah, yep, and definitely. we do we do one of the better jobs of mixing brands in our five packs. Right, you can go to just about any website and buy a five pack of uh, of an individual dissident. Brand. Right, yep. you can buy a five pack of dissident or Black Label or I thought we were the only people doing the five pack of dissident. No, no. Okay, I'm sorry. No, we're one of the only people. Doing a, a variety pack of dissonance. A variety a, a pack. Variety that, pack okay. A sample pack to a where you can sample pack. pack. Right, where you get to yeah. sample the entire product. Well, that's what I'm talking about. I'm not talking we about are. just a five pack. A five pack is a five pack. You, mean, right. you can buy a box if you want or a five pack. Right. You get a sample pack of five different cigars, usually one brand, sometimes just one theme, like coffee lovers theme or whatever, yep. or beginner smoker theme. Yep. And, and and you'll you'll learn. You'll learn something. You learn something. You try something new. You expand your palate. You find things, different things that you like you would have never tried before. Yep. So definitely, you know, pick out a sample pack and give it a try today. So the last myth. The last myth. Are cigars bad for you? Mike, <laughs> Mike's been dying, dying to address this issue. Yes, they're they're awful. They're ter- Wait, what? <laughs> I don't know. To me, I think cigars personally are great. They keep me from wanting to choke people out. They give me some peace and quiet. <laughs> I get to relax, have a cigar, watch the world go by. So there's a lot to be said for but the benefits of smoking a cigar, right? And physically. I think, well, I think number one reason for the, the number one benefit of smoking a cigar is it forces you to slow down and relax and take time for yourself. You cannot smoke one of these in five minutes or ten minutes on a company smoke break you know, like a cigarette, right? Go down on your company smoke break or on a work break or whatever. You could get the Mad Minnow down in 10 minutes probably. Oh, that would still be rough. I mean, it took me 13. But you could. You, so you, I could you probably could. pick that pace up. You you probably could, but they're, they're not designed for that, right? These right. are, you want to sit down for half an hour, minimum 45 minutes to an hour for the average cigar smoker to work through an average size cigar. And taking that time, and honestly, guys, I think that's, you know, maybe you've heard me say it before, maybe not. It's one of the reasons why I fell in love with smoking cigars was I didn't realize when I started smoking cigars daily, why well, I would get home at the end of the day after a long day of corporate bullshit, and there's just no other way to say it in the corporate world than that, is to sit down and take an hour for myself to just reflect on the day, on life, on what's going on in my world, and by the end of that cigar, my day is washed off. It's done. All the stress is gone. It's just a huge stress relief to sit down and just 
relax, reflect, whatever. So I think that there's a lot of positive to that in the stress relief sense. Um, not saying that they're therapeutic, but a lot of people do call cigars therapeutic. A lot of cigar smokers call them therapeutic. So and, are they bad for your health, though? Well, not according to the FDA. The FDA published a study, a an actual study, and it's on their website right now. Anybody can go download it and read it. I have. And it was published in 2019 where the FDA said in this report that if the average cigar smoker smokes two cigars a day, and honestly, I don't even think that's the average cigar smoker, guys. I think the average cigar smoker has one or two cigars a week for the most part. I'd say a heavy cigar smoker smokes two cigars a day, but they have a nil chance of developing cancer. It, from the cigar. It's not from, key. Yeah, but that's that's the key. It's not like you're not going to get cancer if you smoke cigars. <laughs> you're not, you're not worried you're, about you're not elevated. like cigarettes. You're right. not dealing with all the other tobacco stuff. Right. right. There's, a major, there's a major difference between cigars and cigarettes. You right. don't inhale cigars. It doesn't get into your lungs. Correct. You can't inhale mouth. cigars. Uh, if you do, we're all going to laugh at you because you're going to be the guy with your head between your knees, gasping for air, yep. sucking, trying to figure out how to breathe again. Right. right. Don't so, inhale cigars. Or run into the bathroom. No one would think that the guy chewing chewing tobacco is going to get lung cancer. So in the same way, when you smoke a cigar, it doesn't go into your lungs. In general, to a large degree, it doesn't go into your lungs. So that's not the major risk. There's there's, there's some there's risks. There there's, are risks, as there are with anything. There right. are risks of mouth cancer, still throat cancer. There are you are it's inherent risk with anything that you, you can walk out of your house step in the street and get run over by a bus that's a risk every time you fly that's a risk every time you drop you you gotta i tell you what though you probably have a better chance of getting in a car accident getting seriously hurt than developing cancer from a cigar is all especially I'm saying. if you live in this area the way people drive and the other thing is i think i saw a report or i've, I've i either saw a report or i've heard some other podcasters talk about it you never you've never seen there's never been a reported death from a cigar cancer incident. Okay, so that's, a, that's an interesting point. But what well, the one I would the one I would point to is you've got all these older aging people that lived into their eighties and their nineties, like hundred George Burns and your and it's uh, Bill Cosby's probably not a good example anymore. But um, <laughs> you know you got your Michael Jordans <laughs> who smoke cigars for a very long time, <clears throat> long into their later years, and they're the healthiest freaking people. So well, it's if, not, it's certainly not impacting their health. Well, no, or if you go down to like Tampa or Miami and you go to the place, you know, you go downtown where there, you know, there's cigar smokers and outdoor lounges and you see all these old Cubans and Dominican guys playing dominoes, smoking cigars and you start talking to them. A lot of them started smoking cigars at 10 years old and they're 70. Right. And they could, st they're still healthy. Right. So right. slim, healthy. Yeah. I mean, they yeah. live in life in their seventies, eighties, nineties. When the, when the I think FDA, McDonald's has a higher chance of killing you than cigars. Yeah. <laughs> when the FDA took over, when the FDA started making recommendations about what Americans should eat, what happened is we all became super fat. So, you know, you got to take those sort of uh, expert recommendations with a grain of salt. If, if you look back, they haven't always been right. And so my personal experience is uh, 
I like a good cigar. I'm willing to take the risk. I'm not going to say it's healthy. If I want to do something healthy, I'll run a 5K. Hey, you you go run that 5K. I'll be waiting at the other end with smoking a cigar <laughs> while you get there. Well, and, and it's something else to keep in mind, guys. We're not doctors. Nope. We're not health professionals. and We're not scientists in any way, shape, form, or manner. This is not medical advice. This is not medical advice. This but is opinion. This is opinion. Strictly opinion from three jackasses smoking cigars. <laughs> so do They're like talking about virgin women and giant, <laughs> dark, phallic cigars. cigars. So, so take what we say as a great assault. Take, take it for what it is, guys, right? It's, it, it, it is what it is. But at, at the end of the day, you know, there's, there's a tremendous amount of documentation out there. So, tobacco in its purest form has been used for centuries by Native Americans and cultures outside of America as a medicinal tool for centuries, hundreds, if not thousands of years. So there are some pluses to it. You know, um, it's just something to keep in mind. But I don't think that you could say emphatically cigars are bad for you um, and back it up with any science any reasonable science and that's just an opinion that's my opinion at 757 cigar mike if you don't like it fuck off <laughs> i back that opinion and with that do we have any other do we have any other did anybody think of any other myths we had those on the board but no 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 let's save those let's save those for later i got for, some for other another, ones but i think we you know, save them for another day save them for another day we we'll got, them for we got a, day. a decent broad broadcast here all right so we're gonna wrap it up um, and as always guys, uh, and we mentioned it earlier, um, if, if we miss something, you want to see something covered, drop a comment, let us know, right? Let us know what your favorite high end cigar was your favorite low end cigar. Uh, if you disagree with us on cigars are bad for your health, drop us a comment. We love it, right? It, it'll help us. And as always, we are fighting the YouTube algorithms, right? We're talking about tobacco uh on social media so they're going to try to push us down in the algorithm and keep our views down and keep our audience very small your likes comments and shares help us get the word out help our podcast grow so they are much appreciated we love and appreciate every single one of them with that we hope you guys have a great week and keep smoking and we'll talk to you next week